Uh, welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That is correct. And tonight we are breaking down season two, episode five. The title of that episode is Final, Final Approach. Approach. Um, do you want to say what your husband said the title should be? <laughs> Oh, uh, he said that it should be called, um, I don't know if I want this in here. He said it should be called Hoods in the Woods. Um, Hoods in the Woods. Which, <laughs> which I think is a thing that we saw a lot of. Which is a thing because uh, my husband grew up in Vermont and that was sort of a a, a normal. Um, yeah, kind of we like got a lot of those kinds of programs here. Outward bound program right, right. that would come through. Anyway, all right. First, let's catch up a little bit. Um, Annie, how was your week? What's going on with you? Well, uh, I'll tell you and all the listeners right now that I did uh, receive a pretty fun package in the mail this week. I got my Ooh. duct tape and paper clips uh, pack oh, right. um, that all of our Patreon subscribers are getting. And right, right. You are on the same level as our Patreon subscribers and that you are just getting them the, your perks. <laughs> yeah, a uh, sticker with my own face on it. Um, <laughs> and there's one thing I love. I love our logo. I want to say that I love our logo, yeah. but like the, I have boobs in the logo in a way <laughs> that makes me feel a little strange because they're just, they don't look like my boobs. Okay. And all right. <laughs> like, it's just weird. There's nothing wrong with the boobs in sure. the logo, but they're not the ones that I have on my body. Um, I and that. I don't think that they're based on anything because like <laughs> I don't have a lot of photos. Okay. Yeah. Of, you know, so I feel like um, our wonderful artist was just kind of like taking a guess. Taking a guess at what your boobs look like. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's probably a good thing, right? That it's, he wasn't. It's great. And they're, it's not that they're like the most prominent thing in yeah, the logo, yeah. but it's something I noticed because I'm just sure. like, oh, that's a shape that doesn't exist on my body. <laughs> well, I, if it makes you feel any better, um, uh, really the only note that I gave our artist, who is amazing, by the way, Thomas Michael Hill. He great. has done podcast art for so many great podcasts. Um, he's wonderful. And he, uh, his first draft of us, um, I was a little thicker put it that way. <laughs> and I, and I really had to go back to him and say like, I, this is not a vanity thing. Uh, like I am it's just, just, it's not accurate. I'm, yeah. I'm a skinny guy and uh, you need to make me look a little skinnier. Cause this guy doesn't look like me. This guy looks like somebody who's like a little beefier and that's fine. But I, and Lord knows what photos, right. It just made there. me feel like, uh, uh, of course he's going to think, Oh, everyone wants to be thinner, right? <laughs> like, and it wasn't a vanity thing. It really was just like, yeah. I'm an awkward, gangly, skinny guy. And, uh, he, right. Uh, you know. Well, it almost would seem like you're trying to correct in the other way. If right. you have logo <laughs> art where you're like, you know, beefier, it's like, is Nathan yeah, trying yeah. to like pull one over on exactly. us? Exactly. Yeah. No like who is this stud? Like. It doesn't look like Nate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, if people haven't subscribed to the Patreon yet, right. um, it's a pretty cool little uh, little party pack. That yeah, we actually, in there. this episode, uh, in the middle of this episode, you might get a little sneak peek of one of our bonus Patreon episodes. So there's a lot going on. Ooh, wonderful. Um, so you yeah, got your so knife and everything too, right? You I got, got my Swiss knife. knife. Yeah. I got my gum, which I've been chewing. <laughs> and I'm not a person that really chews gum, but I got to say, like, 
Uh, a piece of Wrigley's really does hit the spot. Now, um, that's for making a MacGyverism, Annie. That, I know. That's for getting into trouble. Listen, I have to sample it. I have yeah. to make sure <laughs> it's good. But yeah, uh, it's, um, yeah, I, I love my mask, my little duct tape pattern yeah. mask. And so, so I got that this week. That was exciting. Awesome. awesome. And then the other thing that's happening with me is I have been watching a program called Grant Chester on uh, Masterpiece Mystery. Uh, that sounds PBS. like a Masterpiece Mystery. <laughs> um, it's a vicar. So it's like a priest who is, um, you know, allowed to date and marry and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And he also has a drinking problem. Um and he solves crimes. So there's a lot actually going on. So fucking British. It really, <laughs> by the way, like it is, it, it's like the perfect example of a show where like they could not pick one thing. And sure, so yeah. they just put everything <laughs> he's a victim and a drunk and a detective it's just it's amazing because i'm like there are straight up too many facets of this guy's personality to really uh grab a hold of but um i was excited to find it because i love like finding a solid show that has like four seasons and you're just like okay thank god (laughs) well i i got into a show my my wife and i got into a show recently uh because we had worked our way through all of the nice uh, competition shows, Great British Bake Off, Full Bloom, the uh, the Great Flower Fight, like like the, the, we tried <laughs> Is that the pottery, a real one? yeah yeah the, we tried the pottery one. Pottery was we couldn't even watch ten. Minutes I watched of that. It was so ten bad. minutes of the first pottery one, and I was oh, just like, was so no, bad. thank you. So uh, I would say this new one we're watching, Blown Away, which is about glass blowing, is. Um, not as bad as the pottery one, but not as good as any of the other ones. It's got mm-hmm. real production problems. I can't stand the host. The host is so self-conscious. He he reminds me of like myself in high school. It's like if you if you picked <laughs> Which Nathan, is not a good sign no. for professional television. No. I mean, he's he's a YouTube celebrity that doesn't have a lot of like camera pre- I don't know. It just, whatever. It's just not uh it ne- it never feels quite as polished as it could. But uh, it's incredible. It's like one of those things where you're like, how did people learn how to do this incredible thing? Um, so it, it's keeping our attention because it's something, you know, impressive. And of course, there's a lot of drama in when someone is, you know, nine tenths of the way done with their project and they drop it and it smashes all over the floor. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so we're having fun with that. But it, it, that's all I can watch right now. I can only watch stuff that's like mildly competitive, but mostly nice. Very low oh, stakes. Okay. So you don't have you know. the stomach for like a dark, gritty I mean, I thing. just did. Yeah. I mean, I just did search party that gave me a stomach ache. I tried a few other things that were a little darker. And I, I said, I think I need a little break from all of that. And I need to find another dumb reality show that is sort of sweet. I'm also watching an, another a British one where rich people try to build uh, houses beyond their means. And that's very mm. relaxing for me. <laughs> I could see that being just yeah. calming, just mm-hmm. like, okay, people are building houses. That's, yeah. that's fine. It's yeah. yeah. The other thing I did is I went to the drive-in. And so that was oh, really fun. enjoyable um, because it's like the safest activity you can do while also feeling like you're out of the house. I'm so jealous you're going to a drive-in <laughs> movie in February. That is incredible what did you see Uh, we saw the little things which is sort of like a crime drama um only okay but it's just one of those things where i was just happy to be out of the house so it was yeah it was fun that's great all right well let's get on to the show and bring in our guest shall we Uh, he is a super funny comedian an awesome guy you've seen him on conan and fallon and his comedy central half hour please welcome our our friend sean Patton. hi sean Hello. I would, I would, were you about to introduce me as 
our Sean Patton. Our Sean Patton. I almost <laughs> said it Patton, that way. Yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been okay with this. If, we have you know, taken charge of him. He's ours. I, at this point, am selling the rights to my <laughs> yes. self. Great. So. I mean, uh, whatever you can do as a comedian in this age. Yeah, just give custody over. We'll take you <laughs> to the woods for three, right, four right. days. It'll be great. I'll come out. I'll go into the woods like this and, and come out hard, you know, like because <laughs> that's what the, the that hoods in the woods is a great because uh, I feel like there was in the 90s some sort of like gangsters in the forest type beam horror movie. Probably. Yeah. 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 You said that actually happens in Vermont. They have like programs of like, hey, troubled inner city youth. Let's go, let's go yeah. learn to make <laughs> s'mores. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, there was when I was a kid, there was something called uh, what was it called? It was like an exchange program almost. Fresh Air Kids. That's what it was called. Yes, that's that's remember that? what And they would bring of. like like kids from lousy neighborhoods in the city up to spend like several weeks in the summertime, you know, camping out in Vermont and stuff so that they could get like their only taste of nature um, all year. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure there were a lot of white people behind it who felt very good about themselves for doing that. I mean, it's it's pretty funny that even you could tell even in 1987. Yeah. Uh, when that episode, when this episode came out. Uh, that the casting was like, look, we gotta have, yeah. we can't, we gotta have like the tough white people, right, right. And what does that mean? Headbands. That always yeah. symbolizes tough. Yeah, she that character was really like all it took was a headband, and she was, you know, super hard. I. Yeah. Well, so we're going to talk about this whole episode. I can't wait to get to it. But uh, how the hell have you been? What's new? How's everything going with you? It's been great. I've just been out here uh, on the farm, you know, eating organically. And uh, where are you? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not in the farm at all. No, okay. I mean, <laughs> as well as I feel like you can be doing right yeah. now, you know, um, I'm healthy and that's good. Uh, done some outdoor shows and that's strange mm-hmm. um, because, like, I, I'm a big proponent of like the whole idea of like the sanctity of the comedy club. It's a, it's a, it's a social contract. It's a place Mm -hmm. where like you as an audience member go and you are, you have basically signed an un, it's an unspoken agreement of like, I am here to be made to laugh. And sometimes the comedian may take a route that can make me uncomfortable, but that's part of it. That's why it happens in this room. The problem is outdoor shows that social contract does not exist. Right. It's kind of unfair. Cause like, you know, there are certain people who are walking by within earshot of things. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it it felt weird when like you'd like, especially over the summer, you'd go to parks and there'd be like families with their kids. Then it was like, this is the one place we could be outdoors. And you know, it would be nighttime and there'd be like lightning bugs in the park and kids catching them in jars. And in the back, <laughs> like in the background, you hear like an amplified comedian, like that's what happens when, you know, when you volcano queef all over <laughs> oh someone's God. chest, you know, and it's like, oh, now this kid has yeah. this information. Right, Absolutely. Right. <laughs> it is not fun for anyone when a comedy show is a surprise. Like everyone no. should know no. what's going on. Um, but it's also this, this like crazy sort of, um, it, it it's it's shown to me again what comedy truly means to people, hmm. what laughter truly means, even in the, the middle of like a. But people still want to be like, no, let's not. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. Tell me about you, some sick shit about you that's going to make me laugh. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. this is what laughter means, and that's beautiful. 
Yeah, that is kind of beautiful. And I haven't heard it put that way. But like, you know, the whole purpose of setting foot inside a comedy club is to put leave everything at the door and, you know, not think about your shitty boss for the night and like be able to laugh. And the fact that we're able to, you know, set foot under a weird heated dome and and sit and sit 30 feet away from somebody with a mask on and still be able to suspend your sort of like disbelief so that you can enjoy the show and forget we're in the middle of a fucking global crisis is like that. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing that you're still able to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something else. I mean, and it's also pretty amazing. I I didn't realize how sensitive we all were Hmm. doing shows outdoors and in these less than perfect situations. I saw and experienced it myself. A lot of comedians just not be able to fucking handle it because, you know, it was outdoors and Sometimes people ride bikes through the show because they don't realize, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a show. And then like the laugh, laughter is like smoke. It dissipates <laughs> quickly outside. So like, you know, it's not like indoors where it just kind of lingers and it stays. And you're like, ah, it's beautiful. <laughs> but like I've gotten to this point where it's like I don't even need an audience there to know if something's good or not. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you there. I want you there. But I'm not. But I've seen too many times where comedians are on stage in these shows where they're just like, come on, la- you know, bring up the energy. And it's like, yeah. man, they're doing a lot already. Yeah. I'm not asking anything else of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're, you know, still out there and doing it. Uh, I can't wait to get into this episode with you and find out what let's you thought it. of it. Um, let's get a little summary of the episode so we can refresh everybody's memory. Hi, huh, Annie. Yes, uh, I would be delighted to give you a summary. Uh, so this is what happened. Uh, MacGyver is sent to a remote mountain location to take over a gang rehabilitation program that is run by the Phoenix Foundation. Two of the kids, Luther and Ramon, are at each other's throats. When the group's small plane crashes in the wilderness and Ramon is critically injured, MacGyver must keep the kids from killing each other, save them from snakes and mountain lions, and devise a rescue plan. Eventually, they learn to work together, executing MacGyver's plan and escaping the wilderness, not to mention saving Ramon's life. And that is our episode. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Well, we like to start by sort of talking about the low hanging fruit, the stuff we absolutely have to talk about in this episode. Um, What do you think, Sean? You're our guest. Uh, What were your sort of first impressions about the big stuff here? I mean, I'm going to can I go can I do this? Can I go think something I was disappointed in and something I was impressed with? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Disappointed in this was um there was less MacGyverish. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there weren't that many MacGyverisms in this episode. Yeah, right. Like he did there were there was no duct tape and paper clips. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. there was like there was the, first of all he shows up doesn't check in with the, the the group or the current leader of the group. Right. He just makes brownies. Yeah. Yeah. Off to the side. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> to like lure them over. Right. And then there's, uh, then there's like, I think he uses a hot log to lure out a rattlesnake mm-hmm. and then makes a trough for the front of the plane instead of wheel. But so like, that's it. There's no like little crazy, like, Oh, I have an avocado. And a Casio watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm gonna make a uh this is the internet before the internet. This is gonna be a modem. What's right, that? Right. We'll learn. Yeah, it was just like general outdoor shit. It wasn't like mm-hmm. high tech. Yeah, uh, survival skills. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't like let me try to break out of this room with this bomb or create a diversion right. or whatever. It was all right. just survival skills, kind of. And and the thing I was super impressed with was how the writers decided in the writing room. To ignore the fact that not only is flying t- 
terrifying for someone <laughs> pro- for like inner city kids who probably don't fly much. It's probably very scary. If yeah. you've ever been in a small airplane, it's five times scarier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. The fact that they made the Ramon character just like, whatever. I'm just, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm dicking around up here at 10,000 feet. What are you doing, pilot? I'm going to play drums on your shoulder. <laughs> and, and the pilot who's going to then have a heart attack. Like, I feel like at that point, they're like, all right, guys, it's 3 a.m. Uh, we have to create a plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. The one guy's not afraid of flying at all. And yeah. the, the other guy's, the, we got to get an older pilot. He'll have a heart attack. Boom. We got it, baby. Episode yeah. in the bag. And oh. that was almost impressive where I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that really did the trick. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, this is the second episode in a row that featured an unnecessary and conveniently timed heart attack. Um, the very last episode ended with the, one of the main sort of bad guys just randomly having a heart attack and dropping dead. So they like this trick, apparently. I mean, it's a statement on Americans. Sure. You know, and yeah. Our heart terrible, disease is a killer. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> eating habits. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that, that I, I felt like that was definitely what, it's also like every time I watch any TV show from the 80s, because over the pandemic, I went on a Magnum P.I. kick. Oh, that's my other mm-hmm. one. If I wasn't doing this yeah. podcast, I'd be doing we that podcast. We were just talking yeah. about Magnum P.I. last, yeah. last week. Yeah. Right. That, that holds up. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's, it seemed like in the 80s, they were like, look, this, is, this, this, isn't, this isn't movies. That's the Golden right. Cup. All right, you're on 100%. television. Yeah. This is yep. this is a step below. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do three takes max. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was very disposable. Like the feel yeah. was very like, let's get it out of there and let's move on. No one yeah. is ever gonna see this again. <laughs> let's yeah. just sort of. Um, There's so many goddamn episodes to to get to. They gotta exactly. film 22 of these things. I would say regarding the pilot thing, that obviously struck me and. My thing with him was you were a little sensitive, my guy. Like he was just the fact that that's all it took for that pilot <laughs> to have a full on heart attack and right. and basically almost kill everybody on board. Um, that to me is a failure of that pilot and <laughs> the construction of that plane. Like it mm-hmm. should not take one person doing this uh, and drumming on the guy's shoulders. And he wasn't even really out of his seat. Yeah. But it was genuinely stressful to me to watch this kid fuck with this pilot. But Oh yeah, dude. Also, <laughs> also, also like, I love how the time there's so much foreshadowing yeah many different yeah. elements of if only i had more time with yeah. that. Oh! <laughs> that line was just like okay <laughs> so they're getting stuck here for a little while longer yeah. we already well also well also like okay do you guys know do y'all know who daniel johnstone is yes uh singer songwriter austin guy he recently died but you know wrote some brilliant brilliant music you know he had he had mental problem mental illnesses and whatnot he was he was battling him his whole life but his father was a pilot they were in a plane, similarly, and Daniel Johnstone ripped the ignition keys out and threw them out the window, and shutting off the you know the, the the engine. They're in the air, dead in the air, and his his dad had to like guide the plane down. 
Wow. Uh, which is crazy because that's what I thought about in this scene where it yeah. was suddenly just like, <laughs> oh no, heart attack, nosedive, yeah. <laughs> like straight down. Right, right. And it was funny because if you listen to the audio of that scene, because I watched that scene twice, uh, <laughs> just because the audio dubbing of them being like, it was in a row, it was like one guy going, no. And then the, the, the female going, yeah. MacGyver, do something. No, yeah. And then the third guy going, we're not going to die, are we? And yeah. it's just over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. almost like I wish they would have shown that of the three of them just like my guy ever do something yeah. no we're not gonna crash are we just over and over again <laughs> which if I'm a guy at that point I'm like yeah you know what guys we're done Oh, well, so it's fun. been well established that MacGyver does not really care about dying. Like he mm -hmm. has a very cavalier attitude toward everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, I feel like that came to a head in this plane scene because it takes him fucking forever to mm -hmm. write that plane, um, yeah. which from MacGyver feels really strange um, that he, yeah. since we started the episode with him in a literal flight simulator. Do they ever, by the way, question, because you, you all, you seem to know more about MacGyver than I do. Um, do we're they ever, in it, man. We're, we're, <laughs> we're deep in it. <laughs> is it ever explained what his deal, like, was he a CIA operative? You know, they sidelined. Oh, in terms of what his yeah. actual job is, that is super unclear. Um, for It takes yeah. them a full season to even name the organization that he works for. It's just very much like... This is a knowledgeable guy whose skill set sort of um, encompasses like counterintelligence spy right. shit, but also like survivalist skills. But right, right. like occasionally he'll pop up in like a nuclear power plant or, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. fighting forest fires. So it's never super clear like what his expertise is actually and in. i think i think what i think they deliberately left it nebulous because i don't think they had a pitch longer than a page when they brought this into the studio they were like yeah, this yeah. guy doesn't use guns and he's kind of like he's a nice guy he's a moral right. nice guy and he's some kind of spy or some shit and then like as the right. first season goes along they're like he needs some kind of boss i guess we should give him a boss we'll give him a boss and then they're like maybe we should name this organization he, he works for so I, I think later right. in later seasons, I think they make an effort to like fill in his backstory a little, but I think the whole point is that like, we can send this guy anywhere because he is what we say he is. Is this the first yeah. episode where a woman makes a pass at MacGyver? Hell no. Cause he, cause he oh, shut no, that no, down. No, he was just no, like, no. it's not going to happen even yeah. though we're in the woods and might not survive. Yeah, but and she's a, a girl gang. and that's you're different. A gang lady. <laughs> <laughs> she is a gang lady. I do wonder what it would have looked like if they had gotten the crew of people who actually killed people because it seems like the gangsters that I they know. got were kind of still good at heart. Like Yeah, cuz you're I see what you're saying like they were very they were very like oh, you guys haven't been fully indoctrinated yet. Like you're Yeah. You're like a gang apprentices. Yeah, no, they're interns at the gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of gang, the gang violence uh, depiction in this episode is just was just hilarious to me, and it re really brought me back to like uh, it, this is a depiction of gang violence that is so rooted in like what the man thought being in a gang was in the eighties. You know, like oh, yeah. they didn't have any understanding of like the root causes of gang violence or systemic racism or any of it. It was just like, I think in a lot of these like kind of white suits in Hollywood's minds, it's like, 
these kids are troubled because they've got an abusive dad or like they fell in with the wrong crowd. Like that's as much as we thought about it in the eighties. White people were just like surface level. Oh, these poor gang members. If only they could get their lives together, (laughs) you know, they consulted Reagan staffers. Yeah. Right. Like, what are what are gang members like? Well, they're all troubled. They all come from all troubled. troubled homes and crack rock. Yeah. Because that was the thing. He's like the guy who the two of the, the main two, Ramon and Luther, had beef mm-hmm. because Luther Luther's brother was murdered mm-hmm. by Ramon, or right. so he thought. Right, right. But but in reality, Ramon's brother caught Luther's brother buying crack. crack. Yeah. And saw right. the crack dealers, and I and I quote, plant the steel. <laughs> has anyone ever heard that phrase before i have no. never heard it no no i i wasn't in a gang in the 80s so it could have been i just but yeah, I neither remember. was anyone who wrote this episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing felt yeah, very yeah. dorky yeah yeah um, i will i will give you both i will venmo you both money <laughs> if either of you can right now at the top of your head yeah. remember the name of the gang that your boy joined by by claiming that he murdered Luther's brother. <laughs> it was seriously the most like that's how it became a chalupa. It, it was like that. <laughs> it was that level. It was that level of like what the. Oh fuck? my god, that's, that's okay. What you named it's the coming gang? back to I me. I do now. have this. I do have this information actually. Um, Pachuco is what it's Pachuco. called. Pachuco. And I was like, okay, I was like, I was like, there's no way this is a real thing because usually they don't do their research. And then no. I looked it up and and here's the definition of Pachuco, a teenage youth who belongs to a street gang known for its flamboyant style. So this oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Hell, maybe being in Southern California, this is a word that somebody in the writer's room knew. Also, flam- uh, like a flam- when you say gang with flamboyant style, I don't it's know like what that, that means. I don't, That's... a lot of gang, I, I doubt a real gang would be like, yo man, we're flamboyant, we're flamboyant. out here on these yeah. streets. Once again, MacGyver, a white guy's his way into the situation. He's like, listen, yeah, yeah. I had an experience one time too. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> Someone stole my knife. Right. And then the big reveal. And here it is. Nobody stole it from me. And I broke his nose. I I broke broke his his nose. So dorky. Um, The other thing, the other big thing that I uh, thought the entire way through, but mostly in the first act of this episode was, man, this is a hot-headed episode. Like, everyone's angry. Everyone's screaming. Like, uh, from the social worker, like, really just screaming at these kids to MacGyver when he finally shows up and the two kids get in a scuffle or whatever. And he screams like we have never heard MacGyver scream before. That was a a big scream. Time to die. (laughs) All right, can it? You two want to fight, you put on gloves, but it doesn't happen here. What a tough guy. What are you going to do next, spank us? No, actually, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Gina? Why don't you shut up, you idiot? Time out! Oh, it's going to be a long two days. He ostensibly is great with kids and wanted this job. And now here he is with zero like skills at working with people with behavioral problems. And he's just screaming at him. And then all this posturing with the gang the whole way through and lots of just angry, angry screaming. Uh, it was just such a hot-headed. Everyone's flying off the handle that he shows up and the social worker's like, "Fuck you, get, I'm I'm out of here." Yeah. So yeah. I actually have to say that the social worker. <laughs> I used to be a social worker in New York City, and the social worker character is the 
closest thing to a real social worker I've <laughs> wow, ever seen depicted okay. on on screen. Because Did you ever I scream love at the kids like this. The, well, the new person comes in and they're like, "I got ideas," and then the old right. uh, social worker is just like, "Yeah, you could try that out. I'll see. I'm gonna yeah. quit now." Um, yeah. Like that is super realistic. But he yeah. didn't realize he was dealing with MacGyver, yeah. right? Yeah, oh. dude, that that was that 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 scene was extra ridiculous because because of how like if I'm the director, I'd be like, all right, uh, cut. Hey, uh, MacGyver, I'm going to keep I'm going to call you MacGyver because I want you to stay in character. <laughs> Come on with that yell, buddy. You know, and no one no one's buying it. Give yeah. us something more genuine. Can we you take know? it down a notch? Maybe a little less. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, they couldn't because they had to set up being scared by a snake. Um, another. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, dude. But I agree that that uh, that MacGyverism, if we can call it that, was super lame. Like he got a snake out of a tent. Um, <laughs> oh, I liked it. That's not really what I tune into this show for. No, no. But he, he explained why he was doing it, and then he. I watched it again. I watched this part twice trying to determine, is this a rubber snake that he's manipulating really well? Or is this a living snake? And I think it's a living snake. And there's like that yeah. one shot where Richard Dean Anderson is actually ma- manipulating a snake, um, which was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to see like, oh, they, they you can't fake that. That's not CGI. That's like probably a devenomed snake from the handler. And he learned how to like carry yeah. it outside the tent and then of course we kill it off screen we don't kill it on screen that's what they spent the whole budget on yeah, Just, yeah. <laughs> the snake wrangler yeah <laughs> yeah i mean they have they have like hollywood from what i understand has every sort of like ah, like they have spider wranglers yeah they have cockroach mm-hmm. bugs yeah. wranglers but like yeah like that I, have you ever picked up a snake before nathan or Anna? i don't know about it if i have it's it was when i was a kid i definitely don't not have you Oh yeah, dude. I grew up in Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh shit. Louisiana They're... boy. But not never like in the wild. Just everyone had snakes. Everyone had snakes for pets. Really? Like, three of my cousins had snakes, and it was. A, What's the a appeal? Thing. I uh, well, you want your room to smell like hog piss. It's great. <laughs> it's just like you really want people to know that you find you find definition in the scent of serpent urine because that's what happens when you own a snake your bedroom oh, mm-hmm. turns into a fucking like oh god what why and <laughs> oh god but that was the thing every time i went to any cousin who had a snake that was like the first thing they made you do was like you got to go pick it up uh to to prove you weren't a sissy but like yeah i've once you grab it that is a thing that they do that's the one thing in this episode that's like remind the audience hmm. macgyver once you have a snake by the head you're good Unless it's a boa constrictor and you shouldn't be that close to one. Does anyone know if that type of snake is actually one that people should be afraid of or is like what kind of snake? It had a rattle. All right. I guess that's that's a scary snake. And they they probably they probably glued a rattle onto the like a non vent yeah, like (laughs) a hog nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I there was a bunch of things I liked about this episode. Uh, I loved hearing teen insults from the eighties. Uh, there were some words I haven't heard in so long. Uh, I made a little list. Uh, he calls the food Zoid food at one point. He uses the word dipstick. I was like, I haven't heard anyone oh, yeah. called dipstick in a long time. I love that they call Mac- MacGyver white bread several times. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scumwad was another one that was used. Mm. Uh, I just loved all those. I was like, oh, I, f- I forgot calling people scumwad and dipstick uh, really brought me back. I still use dipstick. Not going to lie. 
Thor did stick around. Uh, Scumwad, I haven't heard in so long, specifically yeah. Another Life, because I'd never heard it. I think Wad could be sort of added to anything. Like that. Yeah. You know? I Dirt feel like Wad was a popular kind of like yeah. addition to a word in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Dick Wad um, for sure. What yeah. I <laughs> am dying to see is the promo for this episode, because I want to know if this was billed as like a very special episode of oh, MacGyver, right. uh, because anytime you deal with troubled youth, in the 80s i just love uh how we treated that um yeah 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 i think uh, sean you alluded to it before the fact that we had this like perfectly diverse casting we've got the oh yeah the two white kids who are romantically interested in each other um but of course they couldn't be romantically interested in the other two who are black and hispanic we got a couple of those and then i i just thought it was really like well, okay, so the two white kids very quickly fall in line with MacGyver and are helping him. The black kid goes yeah. off and has this like moody kind of sit by the riverbank. He's got to be like, he's got to be pulled into it. And then the Hispanic kid needs to be saved, like, because he's yeah. hurt, you know? So the whole time is just like, it's not only MacGyver's the white savior, it's like the two white kids are like the good gang members, right? And the other ones are the ones who need the most help, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I, I want to know, have any of those actors gone on to do anything else? A few of them. In fact, <laughs> I just texted, you know, Michelle Buteau? I do. Yeah. Uh, so she's on First Wives Club, uh, the reboot. Right. And uh, the guy who plays Luther is also on that now. And I texted really? her yesterday. I texted her photos from the MacGyver episode. She's like, wow, this is wild. I was like, you might not recognize him. He's bald now. Um, but we had a nice little exchange about it. So, Well, he also has like a black guy. He has like, he has a black guy mullet. It's a real Jerry curl kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. they have this, that good late 80s hair, which is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But that guy, interesting that you say that guy, because that's what I thought. I was like, he's probably the only... Yeah. One of this crew, aside from MacGyver himself, who's gone on to do something, because he has like a hardcore acting moment by himself sure. mm-hmm. on yeah, that yeah. riverbank. You know, for I mean? sure. Like, yeah, and the, and, the, and another really like, weird little casting thing is if you've if you've wasted your uh, time watching Twenty Four like I have, uh, there's a kind of short uh, uh, white president character in one of the seasons of 24, who's like, yeah. he might be vice president and then he becomes president or whatever. That's the social worker guy. Um, okay. Wait, side, wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta interject a question here. You said wasted your time watching 24. Is it a bad show? Uh, it's just, I think it took me way too long to realize what, uh, conservative, porn i was watching <laughs> you know it's it's uh, well done it's a yeah. well done show but the but the moral the moral code of that show is torture anyone you know to get the information to keep america mm-hmm. safe like that's the whole right. message of the show. okay um so it's got good action in it it's just you know it's a lot of torture porn i see i see yeah i did i skipped i missed yeah. i missed the 24 uh window I'll give you a couple other quick things that I, I noticed. One, I liked the fact that this is episode five of the se- season. And Annie, this is the first time we've gotten the fuck out of LA. <laughs> like yeah, the whole true. first season was like all over uh, the world. And then the first four episodes of season two are all in LA or in California. And this is like clearly in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so it was nice to get out. I mean, it still was California. Though. Yeah, I yeah think it, so, was, but... it was Sherman Oaks. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the fact that every time we see the tr- the plane traveling along the ground, they've like overcranked the film, so it looks like a Buster Keaton movie. Oh, sh- oh yeah, yeah, good point. It's really, it's really cartoony. Yeah. Um, 
the, the, when he says, uh, have you ever, ever had fresh mountain trout with wild mushrooms and corn nuts? I was like, that is a tall order for five people in the wilderness. <laughs> like yeah, that yeah, is a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. trout. Yeah. Yeah. And also have you ever, have you ever, it, uh, gig gigged before or sp- like, sp- like, cause he went out, they had two makeshift spears, right? right. Mm-hmm. He stabbed enough fish for everybody. Have you ever spear fished before? I have not. No, I, I've done it once and it is insanely difficult. I mean, there's a reason why that's not how commercial fishermen yeah. fish <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not an easy or efficient way to do it. Did you do this and, in a formal setting, Sean, or do you just try it with a stick? No, no, I did it with what's it's it's called a gig. The actual thing. It's a okay. it's a spear fishing like it's made of like titanium. The, the tip of it is not just one point. It's like three sh- very sharp prongs. And you wear this wristband connected to like a rubber uh, piece, like a rubber band so that you put, you stretch back when you hold it so that when you actually throw it, there's an extra springs back. Yeah. Springing. Yeah. So it's like almost scientific. I did it with that. And I think in seven hours, I got one, one trout. Wow. It's, It's hard. Why does that technology even exist if there are fishing poles? Like, in what setting is uh, that? Short, uh, shallow water for like shallow okay. river water. But that's my point. Is like, uh, th- no, it's not that it, it was only. It was also only the third fish I saw the whole day. Right. That right. was the other thing. Like, they're not just. It's like, and they went out with like very dull wooden. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, they didn't even show. I love how they never even showed no, any no, body of water at all. Cut to like, them eating it. It's there. Yeah. Why would they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there are depictions of wildlife in this episode. Uh, we've talked about the snake. We've talked about the fish. Um, but really, the mountain lion was the piece de resistance here. Oh, I forgot about the mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I forgot entirely. Zero effort to match uh, their their stock footage with what they shot on location. It is embarrassing <laughs> how different Dude. it is um because they 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 had a mountain lion there and you had a few shots where they have the trained mountain lion just sort of standing next to the actor mm-hmm. but then once they needed the the mountain lion to look ferocious they used this stock footage that had like a completely dark backdrop and it's like clearly from a nature documentary from 20 years ago it was just like really bad and i have my doubts i i, I and i fucked up here i said there was no body of water oh no there was the water that created the cold shower right <laughs> right. I don't. This was, this was the I, dumbest MacGyverism of yeah, the episode. I don't believe that one. I have trouble <laughs> believing yeah. that anything else you are on board with. Yeah, that a yeah, yeah. mountain lion, a, a, like it's like cold water. Yeah, heck no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention he found like a perfectly concave piece of bark to create the ton- tunnel with. And then he just like picked up a rock that was like a bathtub stopper. And it just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, though, props on those actors repelling, oh, repelling down like, the, yeah right like just going back up do you remember the scene mm-hmm. when they were going back up yeah. it was like holy shit you guys are jacked yeah, like, have I don't you think been I could... training out here for weeks <laughs> yeah. I did feel like I hated that they found a way to get the anti-drug 
80s message into this episode. Are you talking about the crack cocaine thing? Yeah, they had to work pretty hard to get that in there. And it was like, no, 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 your brother was buying crack. And so from now on in the episode, no one gives a shit that he's dead anymore, Um, which is just (laughs) like a very, um, very troubling. Yeah, he got mixed up in drugs and now he's dead. So who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Which is what happens. Most people who do drugs are totally fine. Right. And they they just make a bad choice. That's all it is. Yeah. That is, that is, I I also want to think that maybe Ramon, the actor who played Ramon made the choice of like, my character's uh, appendix is going to rupture. And uh, it's going to actually, people are going to think it's because of the plane, but in reality his appendix ruptured and it was only compounded by the crash. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like a convenient heart attack. It's just like, you know, appendix. It's just deep. It's, we're never going to understand the actor portraying Ramon's process. I thought he was decent. I was like, this is not a bad role. He didn't do a bad job. I was like, there have been worse guest spots in the show. I would say these teens were better than 90% of the <laughs> guest stars yeah. normally on this yeah. show. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 And none of it was dubbed, which is something we see right. uh, a lot. Yeah, especially outdoors and stuff. Usually they mm-hmm. dub everything. They could probably spend more money on sound for this episode because it was all shot in the producer's backyard. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they're like, we could, we could, we could, we could mic these guys up. Yeah. We good. just have to shoot around yeah. my pool, but I got a lot of land back there. Yeah. Totally cool. <laughs> and I got a mountain. I got a mountain lion. Yeah. You guys need to use them. I got one. Got two. You can uh, use both. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I liked the fact that Pete is back in back doing what Pete does, which is exposition and yelling at people on the phone. That's what Pete is good yeah, for. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've put him in the field a few times and he is terrible in the field. Uh, so that, that was fun. Um, I, this simulator moment at the beginning, did that fool you guys for one second? Absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just with the completely bl- black background. Um, he actually had more fear in that simulator than I've seen him had have in real life or death That's situations. <laughs> It was the fact that he wasn't wearing a headset. Yeah. Okay. That this is okay. Come on. I mean, I'm sure back in 1987, people like because that's the other thing. I feel like even movies from the 80s, Mm. some of them where it's like the fact that they just captured anything and it was on a screen in your home was mind blowing enough. Right. So right. people, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even think about the fact that he wasn't wearing a headset. Right. That because right. I'm seeing this on this box that I bought. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Did, did, was MacGyver out before or after Quantum Leap? Do you know? He might have been before, but I don't know that for sure. That's a good question. Because it seems like with Magnum PI, with yeah. Quantum Leap, with uh, uh, MacGyver, it seems like the idea of like main star who's got the goods and then like sort of like handler. Not really mm-hmm. the sidekick, but exposition guy, you know, like right, that, right. And that then like your kind of go to your go to kind of friends that are like, right. yeah, I need a pilot. I need a, you know, weapons guy. Oh, yeah. I need a whatever your crew. Yeah. Your crew. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like MacGyver was first. MacGyver came out in, was it 84 at 85? 84. And you know, Knight Rider was before that. And that's a similar thing. Yeah. Quantum yeah. Leap is 89. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. but it looks like. Like, I am always amazed at how much all of these things steal from each other because mm-hmm. we watched an episode of Knight Rider for an episode and it is all just stuff that the MacGyver's, you know, writer's right. room ripped Recycled, from. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of recycling. I bet it, it's all sort of connected in that yeah. way. I bet. And the truth is, it was probably less uh, the writers trying to steal stuff, more the execs being like, 
Uh, no, we just want we want the Night Rider, but without a car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. then like we want MacGyver, but the guy doesn't know how to use duct tape and yeah. uh, you know paper, <laughs> yeah, paper yeah, clips yeah. per se. And I think yeah. just every because like I feel like that happens a lot where some writers are like, "What about this great idea?" Mm-hmm. And then the execs like. Ah, don't get it. Just make it like <laughs> Back to the do Future. do it like the yeah. other show that was we a hit last the, season. Yeah, we want the other yeah. idea no. that are, it's already right, been right. done. <laughs> well, yeah, and it does seem like, uh, watching these shows, it does seem like the the how high concept it is sort of goes up and down. Like like Knight Rider is like a ridiculously high concept thing. MacGyver's yeah. like a lower, a lower concept thing because he doesn't use guns and stuff. And then you swing back in the direction right. of like a guy who jumps into other people's bodies. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's yeah. like... Very sad, very, very sad ending to that show. Just want to throw that out. I don't there. remember that. Hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, I, I, when they said he's he's lost in a thousand square miles of wilderness, I was like, they're in an open clearing in a thousand square miles of wilderness. Seems like you could find that. Um, that doesn't yeah, seem like right. a large enough area to be lost in. Um, uh, also, uh, I said there has to be a better way than backpacks full of mud. <laughs> there was just ah, nothing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there was nothing clever about that to me watching them hump these weird backpacks full of mud around mm-hmm. i was like this is a weird there's also no fucking way on earth that makeshift wood no <laughs> canoe worked i just one of the things with the the main premise of this episode that i was having trouble with was Mm. like if these are kids who have never been out into the woods like you would bring them to a state park that is just a little trail (laughs) that goes off to the side like that would be it you'd have Mm. a day trip it would be you know in and out Mm. you would not airlift them to the straight up wilderness uh with zero gear or equipment or really adequate my question is like my question to you would be would you in the 80s though like because there were a lot of tough love things in the 80s and i feel like and i feel like a lot fewer safety protocols you know true but i think this plan is more expensive than anything that they could have done they could have just put these kids on a bus and gone up to you know a nature preserve (laughs) and instead yeah we're doing this (laughs) Oh, I, um, I I have such a list of things. Maybe I'm sure you guys have other stuff. We talked about the brownie thing, but I just couldn't help but think like, did he bake a brownie out in the wilderness or did he bring a brownie and warm it up? Like, no, I think that was his whole thing is he can bake. He's got a little cast iron and and he has his, his little, and I've seen it before. I've seen people camping that love to make a big show of like, I can make like a fun Fetty cake out here. And you're like, why? But we don't need, we're camping. (laughs) That's not why we're here. Um, But I think he sort of uh, thought that that would make the the youths um, find him cool for sure. And um, it lasted one yeah. second, and then they were like, "It was yeah, one it was second." Fine. They're like, "Okay, cool, a brownie, yeah, bye." Yeah. Oh, I mean, should, they could have yeah. just they could just made a whole episode of him just like I got leaves from this cocoa plant, right? And then right. I <laughs> harvested my own flower and used river water. Just Eggs like ever makes a brownie for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eggs yeah, from I, these yeah. wild chickens. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah. would watch that. <laughs> one thing I liked, and I hate to keep harping on this character, but the social worker character, um, <laughs> they actually made that a male character. They did not do the cliche, like nice lady social worker who mm. immediately falls in love with MacGyver, which right. is where I thought it could have gone. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm happy they did not. Well, 
But let's not ignore the fact that they probably were like, well, a woman couldn't survive in the woods, though. 100%. I'm sure it was not for <laughs> a good probably, reason. Yeah, they probably went that way. I'm like, we can't have a bunch of inner city hoodlums with a lady out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Now, now you're talking about the female character, you know, the the teenage girl. I did like I didn't mind the fact that they had her hit on MacGyver and then MacGyver be like, you know, that nothing's going to happen. Wait, you think that, she was a teenager? You think yes, she yes, if she's meant to be a teenager she's like they are, you know, teenager. which is why he puts it, ah, the kibosh on it. Because he is probably 25. If right? she was I mean, an adult character, then he would have made out with her like he does that in every episode. Um, but he, he was like, this is a kid. Nothing's going to happen. But I, I didn't mind the fact that she hit on him because that does happen. Like, sure. You know, kids look up to people and you know, it, it happens. But, um, and I was like, I, I liked that. I liked the fact that they didn't try to change her. She has this like, kind of like uh, tough kid, tomboy kind of like style. And they didn't like try to glamor up by the end, which right. they've done in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. The thing I wanted to point out, Annie, because um, we had a previous episode where they had like a double entendre line where he said something about a, his, his pole around a woman. Yes. And we were, and we were arguing about whether that was an intentional double entendre, or whether it was just sloppy writing. And this one, when she said, she says to him, what's on your mind. And he looks at her and says, wood, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he says firewood and he gets up. And I'm like, is this the no, writers I think that being had perverted? to be intentional? It had to be, right? Because MacGyver is put is yeah. like shut her down two seconds earlier. So the fact that he would say something intentionally sexual to her in that moment, that just feels like the writer's trying to slide one in, you know, so to speak. And I wish they would have gone bigger, like you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> Boner. I have to get I have to get some animal bones to yeah. create to build a makeshift grill for us uh, to put food on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love them. Like, if that tried to sneak by, like, mm. family night on Monday yeah, night TV right, exactly. in 1987, oh, yeah, I yeah. would yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like how they hit all the, Dis uh, the dicks in the Disney movies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, there was, it was a, you really want to know? Yeah. Wood. Wood. <laughs> it was very, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. like borderline already, and he's in an inappropriate situation. You probably should not be alone with the female right. teenager at right. the campfire, period. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's yeah, there there's no if this were real, there would be some sort of like co-ed you know, counselor <laughs> <No>. situation, <laughs> you would not just send right. like a random, not background check dude right. out <laughs> to the woods. Right, uh, right, right. With these yeah. guys, There'd have but... to be at least two people with those kids at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, you really want to know what's on my mind? <laughs> Come. <laughs> Centri centrifugal universal membrane. Yeah. <laughs> it's how I'm going to get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we return, we're going to find out more about what Sean is up to these days, and we're going to rank this episode on our super scientific DTMP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back. Enjoying this podcast? There's lots more you're missing out on. For just a few bucks, you can become a supporter of the Duct Tape and Paperclips Patreon. You'll get access to a special podcast feed with secret bonus content where Annie and Nathan break down related stuff like the MacGyver Simpsons episode, Richard Dean Anderson's TV movie work, and lots more. Here's a short clip from a recent Patreon bonus episode just to whet your appetite. 
for all of MacGyver's like close friends that he would take a bullet for, they're not actually like in his life. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It really is funny the way they treat friendship on this show because yes. the, because I think about Ugly Duckling and he like befriends this teenager and is like really adamant by the end of the yeah, episode about like we are friends, friends, you know, yeah. and you're like, you're never going to talk to this girl again. <laughs> I know yeah. it's but it's just funny the way they framed that because it was like well she has a boyfriend now so she's fine <laughs> right I can Iver move on can I'm the on. Mary Poppins of your social life <laughs> <laughs> the winds have changed at a higher level you can even join Annie and Nathan in the zoom when they record their episodes live and meet the comedian guests and of course supporters get access to cool merch like stickers pins even a custom engraved Swiss army knife sweet so what are you waiting for? Head over to patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod and join up today. That's patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod. Thanks for your support. All right. I'm sitting here with my buddy and our resident aviation expert, Lincoln Maisie. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Annie couldn't join us for this segment, but we're going to chit chat about the uh, many aviation uh, parts of this episode. Hi, Lincoln. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, my God. This is a thing in this show. They like helicopters and planes in this show a lot. Yeah, I think you're right. Right from the very start. Uh, I wanted to ask you specifically to start with about the first scene. A, did it fool you? <laughs> that he was crashing and B, what was your impression of that scene? Yeah. So I, I believed that he was in a real airplane and that was happening. Yeah. Um, and, and once he got outside, I, I wasn't like disappointed or anything because that's pretty real. That's pretty realistic. Like that's what they really? use simulators for is to mm. throw a whole bunch of problems at you at once that you couldn't simulate in a real airplane. So yeah, I was for once okay with that scene in MacGyver. <laughs> I mean, it almost they almost played it like a prank, like Pete had pranked him. <laughs> well, and and that's when I started having questions. It, you know, he mentioned I think he wanting to be able to fly through an ice storm. So when he got out, I said to myself, "Is MacGyver a pilot?" Right. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> it is very unclear. In fact, I don't think we had you on this episode, but there was an episode in the first season where. He, he is flying like a legit fighter plane. That's good to know because he says this line. Well, first of all, he gets out of the simulator and he's physically and emotionally exhausted. I, right. that, that made me chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> he's, le he's leaning up against the, uh, the sim. Right. But then he says, I'd rather fly a T-38 any day, which I had to rewind and listen to again because a T-38 is a, like a pretty complex fighter trainer. It's a very sleek looking multi-engine jet. Mm that the Air Force uses and NASA uses. So that's okay. when I was like, well, does he know how to fly a T-38? Because so that's not a, I mean, it's a training, uh, it's a, it's a training thing, but it's not like a simulator. It actually flies. Yeah, no, it's, it's a real jet. Airplane. The yeah. Air Force uses jet fighter trainer, basically. Okay. It's, I mean, if you Google it, it's a very real, very sleek looking jet. And so if MacGyver can fly a T-38, then he can for sure fly a small Cessna. Yeah. And um, I mean, he, th nothing really matches up in this uh, show because it's like when they need him to fly some complicated aircraft, he can do it. But he also is established as someone who hates heights. Um, if the story requires it, he knows how to fly an airplane you know, right. kind of thing. Um, they didn't have a Kevin Feige type to really like flesh no. out the MacGyver universe. <laughs> right, right. Oh, the extended MacGyver universe <laughs> is a wreck. Um, cool. So so uh, I'm dying to know what the, your thoughts were on the rest of the episode. So 
the next aviation scene is MacGyver, the cranky old pilot, and the at-risk youth are all finishing up their their terrible camping trip. Right. And so the number one thing is which every TV show and movie gets wrong is they're all talking normally in the cockpit. Like it's super quiet. Uh, like okay. That's, that's true in an airliner. It's not true in a small plane. <laughs> yeah. It's not true in a helicopter. Like that's why they wear headsets so that you can talk on the radio and that you can talk amongst the people. So that always bugs me, but that's pretty normal. But here's the thing that got me was Ramon starts harassing the pilot. <laughs> yeah. and, and all I could think about is this is the only guy in that, space that knows how to fly and you are messing with him like what's right. what's ramon's end game here what right, does he right, want right. to have happen <laughs> i know that really bothered me too i mean i guess he's a troublemaker and they wanted to show that right yeah and you definitely want to screw with the one guy that knows how to fly the airplane although right. maybe that's not true maybe macgyver's a pilot not right, sure right but they don't know that <laughs> they just right. think he makes good chocolate brownies in the woods <laughs> <laughs> from a rock yeah <laughs> so I, I'm, I guess he bothered him so much that he caused him to have a heart attack right <laughs> Like you do. Right. So he he pitches, the guy falls forward onto the, the yoke, which is the steering wheel of the airplane. Um, and when you push the yoke forward in an airplane, the nose, the airplane goes into a dive. So they nailed it. Like they showed an exterior shot, airplane yep. dives. So far, so good. Everything looks good. MacGyver pulls him back, takes the controls, and here's where it goes off the rails because there's nothing wrong with that airplane. Hmm. This is this is the equivalent of you reaching down to change the radio station on the interstate and you drift into the passing lane okay. and then you look up and you correct. Gotcha. So there's no mechanical problems. He just he pushed the nose forward. MacGyver pulled the nose back. Everything's good. <laughs> he may have lost some altitude, which would be bad in mountainous terrain, but sure. it's still flying. Nothing's broken. Yeah. And you're and you wouldn't be concerned that he would be in such a steep dive that he wouldn't be able to pull out of it. Maybe if they were really low and he just didn't have time to, but they didn't. That's, I mean, if that was the case, then they would have gone in nose first into the ground and they wouldn't have lived. Yeah, right, right. They would so, have just, yeah, there was just, there was a perfectly <laughs> good airplane. I'm not sure what made it go down. Yeah. It not only did it go down, but um, somehow the radio exploded out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, don't get ahead of me. That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they hit the ground and they bust their wheel, right? Is that, yeah. And so, first of all, I don't know if he's a pilot, but I could teach you in five minutes how to keep a plane flying <laughs> in the air. That's uh -huh. easy. Okay. What I couldn't teach you is to land. And MacGyver does a perfect landing in the middle of the woods without a runway. And the worst thing that happens is they get a flat tire like that. I don't know that I could do a landing that good with if it was that bad of a problem. But he he just greases that thing into the middle of the woods. Huh. Um, yeah. So they they come to a quick stop, blow the nose gear. And then, yeah, immediately the radio <laughs> is on fire, Yeah, <laughs> which is the equivalent of driving your car in the parking lot over a broken piece of glass, having a blowout. And then when you come to a stop, your radio lights on fire. Yeah. Why? <laughs> there's, there's no connection there. <laughs> All I could think about was that they didn't want to have the radio available for them to call for help. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but which is stupid because it, that radio would never have worked from the ground anyway. Oh, wow. But, Interesting. I mean, the, usually the antennas for the radios, you know, you have to be in the air for them to get any coverage. Huh. That would have been a real easy thing to say. Like, oh, what about this radio, MacGyver? Oh, that radio only works in the air. It, wouldn't, it doesn't. Yeah, or they could have tried it once and nothing, you know. But, right, right. And, but he, and the other the other dumb thing is it, it's an electrical fire, which this is getting into the weeds a little bit. But mm -hmm. the way you stop an electrical fire is you just turn off the power. So all MacGyver would have had to do was turn the battery off on the airplane. And assuming that that fire hadn't caught something else, like if it started burning the 
upholstery or something, yes, it's a real fire. But if it's just the radio sparking like that, you just turn the radio off. Hmm. And if, again, if he was a pilot, he would know that, but I'm not sure that he is. Yeah. Although, I mean, he's a pilot with very selective knowledge of things. Sure. You know, he can, he can fly a fighter jet, but he doesn't know that the radio won't work. It, you know, like. Well, and then he sprays the fire extinguisher all over the, everything in there. So mm-hmm. that could be problematic if you want to fly the airplane again, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really feel that this is a room full of writers that have a, a list of plot things they have to get accomplished. And they're like, well, what about the radio? We got to knock out the radio. Okay, that'll explode. Like they just, you, it's not like they've got an, you know, an aviation consultant sitting next to them doing what you're doing. Right. Which yeah. they should. I would do it for free. Yeah. I've been listening. <laughs> and I think in, you know, in modern shows, maybe they would. But back then it was like, man, who gives a shit? Like no one knows or cares anything about this stuff. And if they do, well, we'll get a few letters. <laughs> who cares? There's no internet, you know? R- right. And they have to wedge in the MacGyver's invention somehow. So that, right. right. So that's the next thing is that, well, first of all, we find out he has a massive internal injury. And I had Ramon, to, right. I, yeah. Ramon, I had to rewind the episode because I'm like, when did this happen? Did you know and, you did that too? Yeah. Okay. And it, I, I think it's when they, the nose of the aircraft pitches over into the right. dive. Right. The problem that I had with it is that Ramon is clearly in pain in the air. Um, you don't really notice cause there's so much going on. And then it's not until much later that he admits that he has a problem. Yeah. I think like they, they were, they were implying he took his seatbelt off. It was yeah. very unsafe back there and he was very badly injured. Yeah. <laughs> so MacGyver needs to make a stethoscope, I guess, to hear him. And he, he says, just go into the aircraft and cut a couple of oil lines that go to an oil gauge. Yeah. Here's my thinking. If you're going to plan to fly that airplane again, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be cutting lines that carry oil out of out yeah. of the aircraft. Right. It would be oil just spraying everywhere when he went to turn that on again. <laughs> oh, and the par- I, I the parachute was a, is another pet peeve of mine that Hollywood uses like the, uh. everyone just assumes there's always a parachute every in all airplanes, but there's not. Like I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but they're heavy and they're bulky and you have to be trained to use them. So unless you're going skydiving, there's not going to be a parachute in the airplane. Right. But they need a tent. Yeah, that's so funny. So um <laughs> I love the, I love the surveyor's tool. Like I, I <laughs> the don't, George Washington I, era surveyor's tool. Right. And for what? I mean, all right. you need to take off an airplane is a flat, long surface. It doesn't matter if it's perfectly on the on a western heading which apparently he thought it had to be so that was hilarious i and even if he had a compass and would said that's west you could just you know that tree over there is west i don't know what the surveyor's tool added other than macgyver got to make an invention right so that did lead to the one part of the episode that i actually when i thought about it was okay with it Mm. which was the the mud trough nose ski on this the airplane not what i expected you to say no, so I'm yeah really there really are skis that you put on airplanes sure that people used to land on like frozen lakes and rivers in the winter so that is a thing and while i've never heard of anyone actually doing the mud trough thing i'm like I, it makes sense to me like you're reducing mm-hmm. friction so that the airplane can build more speed and it gets enough speed it can take off so I understand the thinking behind that. I don't know if it would work in practice, but at least it made sense to me. Gotcha. Yeah. 
the the runway choice made zero sense. I don't know if you noticed when they started the takeoff roll, they did a shot in front and there were like trees and a yeah. hill behind the trees. <laughs> yeah, there's I did no... notice that there was like a tree at the very end of this trough. Like like if he doesn't climb out, there's like a literal tree at the end of the runway. And there's a hill behind the tree. So yeah. I mean, there's there's no way they're they're get, taking off from that spot. Yeah. And yeah. I and I 900 feet seems really short for that airplane. That's because mm. you said 300 yards. I, yeah. I don't even know if they had a runway if they could clear that stuff with 900 feet. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you you didn't think I would like that part, but I did. I did. <laughs> I enjoyed that part. Well, this seems like, you know, they've done a couple of Mythbusters episodes about specific episodes of MacGyver. I feel like this would be prime for that. Definitely. And so which leads into they're in the air now and MacGyver says, all right, now we just need to talk to the airport. Right. Have them put some foam down and... And I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait to watch this scene. Oh, I have no, no idea. I have no idea what he's talking about with the foam. Does he mean memory foam, spray foam? What is he talking <laughs> about? Foam. And then cut to he's in the Jeep. Yeah, right. Up. I mean, because I'm like, well, first of all, you can't call the airport on the radio because you sprayed fire extinguisher all over the radio and you tore apart the headset to make your stethoscope. So yeah. <laughs> how are you going to talk to the airport? That was, I mean, that was a question I was yelling at the screen the first time I watched it. I was like, you have no radio. What are you going <laughs> to, how are you going to tell them to put spray foam down? Is that, so is that what you were imagining? Spray I imagined foam? like, you know, sometimes there'll be like some kind of an emergency in an airport and they pull all the fire trucks out and everything and they cover the runway and like spray foam so that it doesn't catch on fire when it lands. Right. Yeah. That's what I assumed. But you got to communicate to do that. Yeah. And that type of airplane touches down on the two aft main gear first, those back wheels. And uh, what I was saying earlier, you just hold the nose up mm -hmm. for as long as you can until the aircraft gets so slow that the nose has to drop. Gotcha. And by that point, you're going to be going slow enough that nothing catastrophic is going to happen. So it, at worst, I would say like maybe the nose gear collapses and yeah, drops and down and, down, and yeah. you hit the prop. Whatever. It's not going to spontaneously explode into a fireball. <laughs> I mean, it would in MacGyver, but in yeah. real life, it wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, uh, I it got me really silly because I was just envisioning him circling an airport and just like two guys on the ground being like, what's that guy with a stump on the front of his plane? We better put down some foam for him. I, and I, all I can wonder is, did they run out of budget? Were they like, ah, oh, we can't yeah. film the airplane landing scene because we, we spent it all on that mountain lion rental. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, well, thank you so much for spending the time to watch this one. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to have your take on it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> We're back with our guest, Sean. Before we get into our dumb rating system here, um, is there anything that you want people to know? Is there stuff that you're doing? Is there stuff they should look out for when the fucking world returns? Um, what can uh, you tell people? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, too, have a podcast uh, on the All Things Comedy Network. It's called Five Words. Uh, awesome. it's, it, it's Check it out. We're up and running. It's great. Um, and I have another podcast premiering on the Helium Podcast Network called Raw Beef. Hmm. Uh, and that one with my co-hosts, uh, Wilford Padua and uh, Tanael Jokim. And it's three guys airing out the things we have beef with and cooking the beef, if you know what I'm saying. By or arguing about it until it's resolved. I see. And um, yeah, I, my album, it's out now. It's called Scuttlebutt. Uh, it's great. I'm working on a new because we don't know when the world is going to return to normal. So I'm going to drop another album this year. Hmm. Uh, not sure when, but look out for it. Follow me on Instagram, Mr. Sean Patton. 
that's where I do most of my posting. Cool. We're looking forward to checking out your next projects. Um, Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, we're going to move on to our final segment here. It's time for It's Classified. <laughs> We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. We're going to do that now. We are going to rate this episode. All right. This is sort of a rapid fire little game here. Um, We're going to rate this episode on several different characteristics, starting with you, Sean, because you're our guest. On a scale of one to 10, how exciting was this episode to you? (laughs) Exciting? I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a seven and here's why, because there were moments where I was ex- so excited by how dumb it was getting. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that part of me of like, Oh, what kind of ridiculous shit am I about to watch? Yeah, right. Excitement yeah. level would jump up. So like, yeah. it, it was, it was, I'm going to go 7.6. Oh, that's a good one. All right. 7.6. Okay. I like it. That's so funny. Cause that like, it doesn't need to be good to be exciting. You know? No. That's oh, not the no. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, re- I mean, really quickly. I don't know if you guys have watched Cobra Kai at all, but Cobra Kai yes. has turned ch- it, Cobra Kai has turned cheesiness into a new art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, I love that. Like, you watch it, be like, "This is the cheesiest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Give me more." Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. see, eighties, eighties uh, network television was the mm-hmm. laid the groundwork for that. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's junk food. Um, all right, Annie. What about you? Okay, so I was not super excited by this episode. Um, There were moments where I found myself kind of drifting off attention span wise. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard for me to rate the excitement level super low in an episode where we have a plane crash like that feels (laughs) wrong. Um, So I'm going to say five. Okay. I mean, it it is possible to make a plane crash boring if you're the show MacGyver. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, I get what you're saying. I think I was rated a little higher only because there were a few moments like the snake moment, uh, fuck the mountain lion moment. I don't care about that. But when, yeah. when the right before the plane goes down, when he's beating the guy on the head and the snake, the rattlesnake moment, those, those were genuinely exciting to me. Um, so I think I'll go, I think I'll give it a straight seven. Um, Damn, all right. Okay. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, Sean, how well crafted was this episode? This is three. writing, editing, all of it. Acting. I'm going to put, I said three, I'm going to, <laughs> three. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll, I'll go to four. I'll go to four on that four. because there were, there were giant holes in the act. The old, the acting was like Swiss cheese. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's giant holes in it, but it's mm-hmm. still enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The writing saying the writing was just you. I felt like this was the episode that they didn't know they had to do. The, the staff, <laughs> the writing staff. They're like, wait, oh, shit, we got to have one. Fuck. We got to have one more. Oh, you should you shouldn't watch any of the other episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or 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 it felt like the episode that they lost a bet and they were like, "All right, you guys, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Green Bay won, so you guys <laughs> got to write the uh, Hoods in the Woods episode." I mean, if yeah. if the if someone said to the three of us right now, "You've got yeah. two hours, write." an episode of MacGyver called Hoods in the Woods. I feel like yeah. we could come up with this, you know? Right, it's, uh, alternative yeah. title, Thugs and Bugs, because they're <laughs> out in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Annie? Oh, I say three. The MacGyver story about the knife alone was enough <laughs> to lose seven points for me. I yeah. hate uh, when they kind of force a backstory into mm. a speech. And like when it's that, uh, kind of out of touch, older, you know, white dude trying to connect. Yeah, um, right. It just 
No. <laughs> I get it. That speech thing, like a speech about my past that connects to this exact situation you're in right now. I I've always thought like, that's something I feel like needs to go away in general. That's still around in TV a lot. Oh yeah. And it's like always a perfect length speech. It's like a, a nice monologue that takes two minutes and gets right to the point and it, it moves the person they're talking to. And I'm like, I've never been witness to that in my whole life. <laughs> like no one's ever done that to yeah. me. You know, it's just a weird thing that is like still left over from this era in television. Um, but I agree with you. It's bad. I'll give it a four as well. Uh, okay. Now we switch to one through five. How innovative was MacGyver in this episode? This is the MacGyverisms you were complaining weren't quite, uh, up uh, to I'm going to go, here. I'm going to go one on this one. one. He didn't, I, I wanted, I wanted some classic. I yeah, wanted right. to, I wanted to, I wanted something I was going to actually try. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I judged this on that too about like would my nine year old self would have tried you know would have done this with you know in the garage. Um, yeah, no, no, and I'm gonna answer no because you don't have an airplane, right? Unless you did, yeah. Unless or we don't know, yeah. <laughs> we don't know about <laughs> no Nathan's plane, past. No right. snake, no yeah, yeah. mountain lion. <laughs> there was nothing with household uh, items in this. Um, okay, Annie, what about you? <laughs> I. I'm going to say one. I hated yeah. every single mannerism <laughs> in uh -huh. this episode. There, there was nothing like yeah. I'm only giving it one point because they technically tried to do something, yeah. but um, some other stuff we didn't talk about. They did. He turned the parachute into a tent. He turned uh, some tubing into a stethoscope. Uh, but I understand that that's not the most exciting stuff. I don't care about any of that. The only reason I forgot yeah. about both of those. I'm going to give it a one and a half. And the only reason okay. I'm giving an extra half a point is because I kept thinking about the grandpa episode that we watched, which we used to, we, which we lovingly call craft time with grandpa, um, yeah. where they're like out in the woods making shit out of pine cones and stuff. Um, and I feel like this was like a little more believable than that, but you're right. It's not a particularly good, uh, episode when it comes to MacGyverisms. Uh, okay. Uh, also one through five eighties cool factor. This is like, how cool is this from an 80s standpoint? Uh, I, I still got it. I still, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'll go 1.5 on this one. Just cause I think it like, I think it went basic uh milk toast cool uh -huh. like i think yeah. they could have been a little bit cooler you know i think it could have sure. been one of the like one of the gang members had some dope on them you know and maybe oh, got right. high, exactly. maybe got high and hallucinated that 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 mountain lion was <laughs> you know the 88 street bloods and yeah like, right. you know, like you know and maybe again maybe we you're punching this episode up really well right. <laughs> we find we find out that like the the the, the what's her what was her name the gang gina member? Gina, like mm. she, she's not trying to bone MacGyver. She's trying to shiv him, you know. So she, <laughs> she, she gets to prove her worth to the other males, right. you know. Right, so right. like it becomes. Mm -hmm. So she does. What if she? What if MacGyver was the one who, and he had to like coach them how yeah. to see? That would have been an you know? interesting episode. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the campfire scene when she's hitting on him, she does this like look back to the other guys. I thought that was actually sort of foreshadowing something uh, okay. and and yeah. it was yeah. like so kind him. of she was trying to trick him into something no never no. Went and, and by the way in that scene ramon whispering in that other guy's ear yes. real close yeah. so we could have had a like a like a pre-brokeback mountain <laughs> moment of like they're the yep. ones who are in love you know yeah which was all over the. Uh, everybody knows gay sex in the woods in the eighties <laughs> yeah, right. was where it was <laughs> at, baby. Yeah. Yeah. oh my god I, when i think about it like the there is never any subtext to anything any character does in this show. There's never any surprise about their motivations. Their motivations yeah. are right out on their sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it would have been great if we had had some, you know, ulterior motives here, but that doesn't happen in this show. Uh, all right. What about you, Annie? One through five. 
the the entire conceit of this episode is that we're going camping and as someone who <laughs> likes camping just yeah. fine camping is not cool it's mm. just mm -hmm. the whole basis there um you're never gonna look cool um spear fishing you're never gonna look cool trying to scrounge around in the mud like none of it is cool there was no cool music in this episode there True. wasn't a note of yeah uh, of anything yeah, right. and again like teens are going into the woods and you're telling me there's zero drugs in this situation i don't believe drugs that or sex um, that's, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like that's why you go on an overnight to like mm. do some making out do a little bit of drugs none of that was happening zero. oh by the way by the way only one cigarette too apparently yeah <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> right. it's only just, one you know cool yeah. cool was not um not happening in this no. episode so i give that a zero out of five can you do that? A zero? Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I respect that. I respect that. I was I was not brave enough to go zero. I respect this. I think this is the first zero you've ever given anything. I'm gonna give it a one because I think the fact that the there is a just say no to drugs <laughs> kind of plot line yeah. gives it uh, a little bit of 80s cred. Yeah, wait, also, what if they came across some shrooms or ayahuasca? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're in, they're yeah. in fucking Southern California, right? There's probably right. Ayahuasca growing wild. Anyway. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. There's a, qu a couple of quick bonus uh, questions here, and these are just yes or no. It'll get extra points. Um, so does he help out an old friend in this episode? I would say no. No, he doesn't no, know any no, of these people. No. So that's a zero. Um, does he, uh, is he detained against his will? Typically, this is like locked in a room, but do, can we count being crash I feel landed like or not? the plane the plane not being operable um technically detains him against technically his will. yeah you're stuck in the woods it's a technical it's a technical it's a technical yes a tk a tky tky yeah. and so if yeah. yes uh the next question is does the escape that he mounts to get himself out of that detention involve duct tape paper clips or a swiss army knife no the knife was just just a, a fucking to, teaching tool yeah. for his little speech that was there was nothing, but technically it was a motivating speech <laughs> and, it motivated, and it motivated and it motivated Victor to following the letter of the law, but not <laughs> yeah. the spirit of the law. I, I don't, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think I, I like, I don't want to get busted by anybody who listens to this and watch the episode. And is like, but he used the knife once. He wait, wait, actually, actually he uses it to cut the brownies. You're right, but that's <laughs> that did not get them out of a jam. <laughs> He's not trapped at that point yet. So, but yeah. the, I knew I knew he used it in s somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. He's not getting that point, but he will get the detained detained against his will points. Um, all right, so that concludes its classified. It's time to reveal the results. Uh, out of a total possible 100 points, this episode receives 41.6 points, uh, which makes it the worst episode we've seen of season two so far. Oh, badass! <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you feel special, Sean, that you're... I, you that. know what? It can only get better from here. Uh, no, it could get worse. <laughs> We've seen it get worse before. Um, but this was really fun. Um, is there anything Absolutely. Is there anything that we missed? Any other things you want to mention before we get going here? It was so fun having you. Uh, I mean, come check out... Uh, I'll be doing my third album recording uh, probably late 2022 at Vermont comedy club. Come check that out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Just throwing that out there in 18 months. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So much fun. Uh, any awesome. other parting thoughts from you, Annie? I thought that the 
hoods in the woods episode was going to be more fun than it was. But um, I feel like we've, we've given a lot of great ideas in this uh, session here. So somebody could write a hoods in the woods part two based on our suggestions here. That'd be great. Uh, I mean, MacGyver fan fiction right here. I mean, it exists. It's out there. It's real horny. Um, (laughs) All right. That is it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website at themacgyverpod.com and our socials and our Patreon. It's all at The MacGyver Pod. Uh, If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out for free on Pluto TV or watch with a CBS All Access account or you can buy the episodes on Amazon Prime. Join us next week when we'll be breaking down Season 2, Episode 6, Jack of Lies. Take care, everybody. Remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac... Friends are the adventures of life. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Yay.